to yeah. your point about people looking for something to complain about, sometimes people like to just add two and two and get mayonnaise, and <laughs> I, you know, and they just do. So I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 10 of the Promo Upfront Podcast as we rock on. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the Courage Boy himself, the Admiral of Industry Acquisitions, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hot are you? <laughs> yeah, I am uh, really warm today. The uh, air-conditioned unit uh, in our building actually went out today. It's about 90 here in Ohio, which you know I like that. But you like the heat, but not it's like probably that. Probably ninety-five, almost maybe even a hundred in my office mm -hmm. right now. So if you see me toweling off, it's uh, it's because of that. Um, so it's good. Other than that, I'm doing great. How about you, man? I'm good. Usually, when you have flop sweat, it's because I'm <laughs> grilling you with some sort of uh, party in the back uh, <laughs> game you can't handle. But today, it's just the heat. No, I'm doing well. It's been a. It's obviously it's a short week, which. Kind of a nice change, a little little mm -hmm. change in the routine is always good, especially these days. I, I relish changes <laughs> yeah. in a routine. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I like that consistency. And you know what I think of when I think of consistency, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? Thank you for knowing to ask. That would be our good pals over at CommonSkew because they're consistently allowing your team to connect and streamline your workflow from where, Kirby? Anywhere, Bill. That's right, Kirby. Anywhere. <laughs> not here, not there, not over yonder. <laughs> anywhere. That's right. It's that cloud-based software that allows you and your team to run your entire promotional products, distributorship, um, and, and suppliership from creating presentations to invoicing your clients and everything in between. But it is really what the modern distributor needs to take their business to the next level. Now, I'm going to stop right there because a lot of people say, take it to the next level. What does that even mean? Well, it means different things to different people. So if you're at $500,000 in sales and you're looking to get the 750, Common Skew will help you get there. And they're great people that absolutely care and they're invested about your success. They understand that when you succeed, they succeed. Now, you know, Kirby, that's been your experience 100%. It has, it 100% has been. That's a great way of saying it. I, you know, we've been- You're a, damn a, right it's a great way of saying it. <laughs> they're paying a, me to say it this <laughs> way. No, but I actually believe it. Yeah, customer since 2014. Mm -hmm. um, and what I love is they continually innovate and kind of implement new tools. Yeah. The thing that I've been playing around with is their shops um, yeah. of, uh, platform where you can create um, really free uh, custom shops for your customers. And you get what that allows you to do is obviously provide a new service for your client, but it allows you to experiment and maybe create shops for people that you wouldn't have gone to do that with. And um, that's been really kind of a cool new feature that allows you to take your business to the next level. Yeah, no question. I mean, in, in we've known Mark and Catherine for years. Both of us have. We've both been customers of CommonSkew for a long time. And what they really understand is that it's constantly evolving. What, what you touched mm -hmm. on it. They view their business as constantly evolving. So it's not like, okay, we're done. Right. Every, every month there's something new. There's new releases. There's new features. And they have such a great team that cares passionately about 
your success and everybody's success. So if you want to stay connected to your clients, if you want to stay uh, connected to your team, if you want to stand apart from the competition, but more importantly, if you want to close more deals and dramatically grow your business, there's no better place to do it in partnering with CommonSQ. Head over to commonsq.com. You're not going to be sorry that you did. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't remind everybody, if you like what you're listening to, and hopefully both of you who are listening do, <laughs> go ahead and uh, give us a subscription over at Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Just look for Brand of Eight Radio. Uh, like us, subscribe to us. Heck, leave us a comment. Give us some feedback. We love those five-star reviews. The four-star and below is not so much, but we'll take them. <laughs> um, and then if you want to subscribe to us over on YouTube, you like to watch the video version of this mess, uh, head over to YouTube. Just look for Brand of Eight. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Give us a subscription. We really would like it. Brand of Eight uh, is what you need to look for. All right, Kirby, are you ready to have the courage to deal with my promo up front this week? I, I'm, I'm kind of sweating over it, but yeah. I bet you are. <laughs> I could tell you were tense from the time we got on the call. And it has nothing to do with the heat over there in Coshocton. That's right. Bring That's it, bro. Bring it. Okay. So I had a couple things to really go with. We always have a promo up front topic. Let's talk about the hub acquisition of web. Now, mm -hmm. I've been on record saying, hey, this is not the acquisition a podcast of record in the industry. So why the hell are we talking about an acquisition in the industry? I'm glad you silently knew to ask. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead, go ahead and, and loudly answer your silent question. First of all, I think this is a really interesting play by Hub. It really, you can see what they're building. They're creating a juggernaut over there very quietly and not so quietly over the past 12 to 18 months. They've built a really nice cadre of companies. They've obviously had Hub, Hub Debco, Cooler Graphics, and they got Handstands, Best Promotions, and Org Audio, Beacon, and now Web. They've got just about every aspect of the promotional products industry, maybe the embarrassing apparel. And my guess is that's what would be next. Um, but both Alan and Dan Webb will stay. I think we, you know, both of them. I know both of them as well. Great folks. What I love about what hubs doing, and it's interesting from every other acquisition we've seen in this industry, which is why I want to talk about it with you here on this podcast. They have a really great history of leaving their acquisitions pretty much alone. You know, Handstand still runs as, as a fairly autonomous business. Same thing with Oreg Audio, same thing with Beacon, and I would assume this would apply to Hub. But what's been interesting for me is in a number of industry groups, some that will be named and some that shall remain nameless, there's been a lot of really shitty chatter about this, to be honest Ooh, with you. Okay. I don't know if shitty's, shitty's a little strong, but... All right, I'm curious to hear about that. A lot of chatter. I heard, you know, is there too much consolidation in the industry? So sure. that's one question I'd like both of us to address. Okay. And then the other one was in this, I got to be honest with you, it really got me hot under the promo collar. Is web a bit too low end for hub promotional group? I, I couldn't get on the internet fast enough to defend it, that comment. Yeah. I've known Dan, I, I know Alan a little bit. I know Dan a lot better than, than Alan. I couldn't defend that fast enough. Just because a company sells lower priced, more cost effective products doesn't mean they're low end. Okay. Right. Low end to me means bad customer service. Don't follow through on their commitments, right. uh, over promise and under deliver. That is not web. That's right. never been web. And so it really bothered me. So I want to ask you two questions. Number one, is there too much consolidation in industry? Let's go ahead and focus on that. 
And then number two, do you see the fit web has with HPG? So let's start with number one, Kirby. And I can answer it if you like on hmm. too much consolidation. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess you and I have both been in the industry for quite some time. I, I feel like this is like the, like this ongoing topic that has truly, that's been a question that, since I can remember. I remember it's, when it was like yeah. Norwood buying, uh, you know, RCC, RCC and Triumph yeah. and all those, like right. that was what they did. Right. Yeah. And then it got sold or whatever. I, you know, to me, I think this is what happens in probably every industry. The folks who yeah. want to stay independent, stay independent. It was certainly a conversation that uh, in the brewing industry, even right. Sure. People freak out when one of the big boys buy an independent brewer. And I'm always just like, so the independent brewer now has autonomy and they have the resources to do new and creative beers. Yeah. I, I view it the same way. So I, like if, if you think there's too much consolidation in the industry, don't freaking sell your company. Like, Right. That's, you know, you that's control what you can control. Like for me, I have no interest in that. That's not something I'm seeking out, but dude, I joke about it as an entrepreneur. Of Everything's for sale, man. Of course. Like, like Jade for the most part is not for sale, but right. pretty much everybody else. It's right. everybody's for sale. So, so, if you, so if you'd like to contact Kirby about selling Hosman <laughs> marketing, you'd reach him at Kirby at Hosmanmarketing.com. So no, to your point though, this isn't, so I, I kind of, I struggle with this one, to be honest with you, with the too much consolidation. And I really have to take myself out of, of the American society at this point. Because if I look at our society as a whole, not the promo industry, it feels like five companies own everything. Sure. It feels like it's Amazon, it's Microsoft, it's uh, Tesla, and a few other companies that own Apple. They own everything. And, and it feels like there's monopolies being created. I don't feel like that in the promotional products industry. Yeah. When I look at this specific acquisition, like if you look at outside our industry, Apple and large companies like that, they have the resources to just buy their competition to make them go away. Right. Okay? That's not, in my opinion, I don't love it, but it's, that's what they can do. In our industry, however, when I look at HPG acquiring web, they see a gap in the uh, products and services that they supply and a great strategic partnership yeah. to fill that gap. This isn't a commercial for HPG or yeah. web, although if they'd like to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> you can email me at bill at brandofatemarketing.com. But no, but, but I don't understand all the uproar about it. Yeah. I mean, look, every entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur, sort of. But we, we build a business. Look, if someone wanted to pay me in Kelsey, 15 million for brand of eight tomorrow, I probably, okay, that sounds great. <laughs> I've got right. plenty of other ideas. We, yeah. we both have plenty of other ideas. You do too. So I don't understand the uproar about it. Um, I know that people get tense, but here's why that, like I said, this one's different. HPG has such a reputation of leaving the companies they acquire alone and let them run autonomously. Yeah. I, so a couple things like I, I, this is, this, falls under the category to me of uh number one people looking for reasons to be pissed off i, yep. I just think there's a certain percentage of people who just do that all the time and then there's also sort of the catastrophizing of what will happen correct like, like people who want to predict that all these things are going to go terribly wrong so right. that they can say that they were right i i remember when with the pokemon go 
like mm-hmm. came out and people were like, oh my God, kids are going to walk into the middle of the street right. and get hit by cars. I'm like, Jesus, yesterday we were bitching because they weren't going outside. Now they're going outside, right. but they're doing it the wrong way. We constantly look for reasons to be angry and yeah. catastrophize things. Well, I, I just, I don't, it's it, not something that affects my life. I will say, and just to push back, I agree with you. HPG has this reputation of leaving things alone. I think sort of that was that previous um, acquisition deal where it was RCC and Triumph and all those guys Did not. sort of had that feel back then too. Yeah. And then they got sold right. and that independence went away and it doesn't exist well, anymore. So look, what, when venture capital gets involved, right. all bets are off. And to yeah. your point about people looking for something to complain about, sometimes people like to just add two and two and get mayonnaise, and <laughs> I, you know, and they just do. So I don't even know what that means. All right. Um, <laughs> I think we covered it, but it, web is not too low rent for HPG. Oh, That's no. That's a crappy comment. That's Again, someone just looking to, to sit, be a keyboard yeah. activist and say something cool. You know, it was interesting. Uh, I, you know, I'm friends with Dan on social media, and yeah. he, he went on vacation over yep. the Labor Day weekend. To celebrate. And he said something. I was like, oh, okay. So something's coming. I didn't mm-hmm. know what. Um, so I was excited I when I saw it. And, and I agree with you. I think that if you are in the position of an HPG, you look for places where there's gaps in what you yeah. offer. I mean, it's just, and again, because they're doing that, it's not yeah. difficult to know what they're going to look for next if they want to acquire somebody else. And, and the person who wrote the, is the web, is web a bit low end for HPG? Later clarified the comment. And, and what he was trying to say was, look, you have very high-end products like Org Audio and things like that. Does Web's products fit in? Just right. probably wasn't the most well-thought-out comment in the world. Right. But it's just one of those things. It's like, gosh, there's so much rancor in, in whether it's real or imagined. Man, we just don't need that right now. And, and I know sometimes I can be the king of snark and I can be a, a smart ass, but I, I was just over that one. Okay, so Kirby, that was my promo up front. Yep. The topic. Kirby, I hope you have a topic. I'm going to get a pen out so I can write it down and make my notes later because as we always talk about, the second we stop recording, I forget what we spoke about. <laughs> so I read your blog this Uh-oh. week. And, yeah. Uh, and the idea that not- you're one, yet- of, you're one of the three. Thank you. Yeah, I know. And so, uh, well, if there's a Jackie Chan graphic, I'm all in. Yeah. Uh, so you talked about how not every Zoom meeting needs to be a Zoom meeting and how there Correct. is a level of Zoom fatigue. Yes. Um, and I'll concede that to a degree. I actually think the idea, I actually had this conversation this week. I think the idea of Zoom fatigue is a little bit overblown. Again, I think that's a, number one, a new thing that we can complain about. And B, I think the difference is we're, we're really jamming meetings in without like the ability to just get up and go for a walk or go for a drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of uh, in between. Um, but you know, it's to me, yes. And, and of course, if you can cover a zoom meeting in an email, you should do that. Right. If like you can that, cover that. any meeting in an email, right. you should do that. But man, I, I think I'm over the complaining about zoom. Okay. And so my, like my, and, and again, I'm not taking a shot at your blog. No, but it okay. is everywhere. It's obsequious that everybody's complaining. Oh, I've got zoom fatigue and I don't want to do any more zoom meetings. I'm like, dude, have we forgotten how boring phone calls are? I did an interview last week and I had talked on an, for an hour on the phone and I was yeah. like, am I making sense? Is there anybody on the line? I can't yeah. get any visual representation. I'm like, dude, this is way better. Okay, so I get that. I think, I think in, in a lot of, in, in the whole blog, in my defense, mm-hmm. I said there are absolutely times where 
seeing nonverbal communication, seeing the person makes all the sense in the world. And thank our lucky stars, we have technology at our fingertips to do that. It just doesn't need to be for every meeting. And so so it used to be not every meeting needs to be a meeting. This could be an email. Now it seems like every meeting has to be a Zoom meeting because gosh, we miss being around people so much. Then you got, well, is my lighting right? Is my camera right? Is my background right? Are you really kidding? I just got done working out because now I've altered my schedule to get up maybe a little bit later. I don't have to commute to work anymore, but now I just came home from a workout and I'm all sweaty and stinky and I got to take a shower. So to me, it's more of follow some rules, just some unwritten rules. And, and the unwritten rules I put on there, I don't remember exactly what I wrote. Um, <laughs> I really don't. Um, but I know one was don't have a Zoom meeting before noon on Monday or after two o'clock or three o'clock on a Friday. Like those type of things, give okay. people some grace, and and realize. And then, but the most important one, which I know I wrote, is think about the meeting before you just assume it should be a Zoom meeting. That was really my point. Yeah, think about it because absolutely there are meetings that it makes sense for us to be on 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 the on the blower on the on the camera talking, yep, and looking at each other. And then there are some that just frankly don't yeah so i i i I don't know if it's zoom fatigue i think it's the same fatigue we would all feel if we had a bunch of in-person meetings at the office so right 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 maybe just meeting fatigue throw out the word zoom i just think it's one of those things i feel like we have meetings to talk about the zoom meetings what backgrounds are inappropriate to have (laughs) the zoom meetings before we have the next zoom meeting right and so i just want to to me it's more of a be a little more judicious with it just a little bit more judicious. That's yeah. really it. I yeah. love the technology. Hell, Kelsey and I are on Zoom half the day talking about this, that, or the next thing. It's part of our company culture. I know you leverage it. I know all three of our listeners leverage it. But, but <laughs> well, again, you know, to your point, it's like I, to me, there's a natural, and maybe it's just because I don't think about it. There's just, if it's a one minute, two minute conversation, that's a phone yeah. call or an email, right? Right. But like, if it's going to be an introductory meeting and we're talking about video, I like to of be able course. to see when I say something, if there's a feedback to it, you know what I mean? Of course. But if, if I'm just being interviewed for, I don't know if you're interviewed for, if you're interviewing somebody or you are being interviewed, doesn't matter. I'm cool with a phone call because I can sit back. I can close my eyes. Cause sometimes when I'm in a, mm-hmm. a thoughtful phone call, I close my eyes to shut everything out. I don't have to worry about the light right over here. How do I look here? Can everybody see the Van Halen on my t-shirt? I don't think of, is the Lone Star showing through? All those types of things. Is my phone ringing? Whatever it is. I don't think about those things. I can just shut out the world. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Like we were doing, it was a radio thing where I was being interviewed and and in a good way, like the interviewer was quiet. He was just letting me kind of give my thoughts. But you know how it is when you, there's no feedback? You're like, oh, okay, yeah. is anything I'm saying making any sense well, at all? <laughs> it's like you and I have talked about in, in people who've given a webinar. Oh, in yeah. the, it's, you know, it's, it's one person radio with zero feedback. And man, it's rough and tough. <laughs> yeah. So yeah it, it, that's the one thing we'll say, man, when they say, I don't know how you do this, that, or the next thing. I don't know how you do podcasting. Yeah, it's not that hard because I'm with Kirby. It's hanging out. When you tell me, I don't know how you do a webinar, I'm like, man. I don't know how I do it either. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it's hard. That's hard. I, I right. agree. But you know what cool. doesn't suck, Kirby? What's your, that, Bill? Your promotional product you're about to share with us for the week. So you got something in your left hand as you wave it in the air like you just don't care. Yep. What you got? 
So some of my favorite promotional products are the ones that you don't realize that you, you, you that you need until you need them. Right. Yeah. Like, and so I always put umbrellas. I always say that mm-hmm. an umbrella is a great promo item because maybe a cooling towel. Yeah. Yeah. It would be great right now. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's one of those, if you go into Walmart buying an umbrella, you are both yeah. pissed off and wet. Right. Another product like that mm-hmm. is a flashlight. The flashlight. A flashlight. And I actually like this one from Beacon. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we just be- talked about Beacon. Right. They're um, part of the HPG family. And again, if you'd like to sponsor this fine broadcast, <laughs> bill at brandofmarketing.com. I like this one just because it does, it fits on the keychain. So it's one of those that I will have on my person when like you need that. Like there are so many awesome flashlights out there, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, you better know where they are when, when you need that them. happens, yeah. right? But if you have it on your person, it, this will allow you to get to the bigger flashlight. And yeah. just as a side note, this is actually one of the hospital ah. marketing masterclass items for the first 100. So I get one of those. I'm so excited because yeah. I have the privilege of speaking at your masterclass. Right. So yeah, I think this is a pretty cool piece. Love it, Kirby. All right, Kirby, the US Air Force. You familiar with them? I have heard. Okay. Uh, they are crowdsourcing ideas for uniforms, active apparel, accessories, and more as you flop that sweat away. I feel bad for you. I really do. It's got to be a thousand degrees there. Oh, good. Um, so they're crowdsourcing. They're asking for ideas from the general public mm. on hats, shoes, medals, gym bags, backpacks, things like that, but also maternity uniforms and utility uniforms. Mm. Kirby given the fact that the general you know group think exists so the bigger the group the dumber it is generally (laughs) in other words the way i would term it is the masses are asses okay is this a good idea for the united states air force to crowdsource uniform ideas from the greater populace I, I, I'm not a fan. I didn't know this. So like, I, like, no, I'm I love, not a fan. I love when I get to blindside you with something uh, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. I no, no I, I don't. I, as No, my first reaction is no, I, I don't mm-hmm. love this. I actually, so as a side note, we had this conversation about branding our community and yeah. the new mayor was like, I just want to throw out ideas for branding to the whole community. And I'm like, I hate that idea so much. I like, I can't tell you in words how much I hate that. And so I guess, you know, I think that people who are passionate, the sort of alumnus of the mm-hmm. Air Force and the, the military, there, there will be some cool ideas that come up. Be, and sure. because that you're going to be able to get so many, as long as you are judicious with the idea of going, no, those are terrible. These are the ones we go with. I think one of the challenges you run into whenever you do something like this is, is committee things tend to move things toward the middle. And the more toward the middle it is, the less interesting it is. So if you take things that are genuinely cool and interesting and you get more people to give those style of ideas, then it could be really well done. But that has to do with who curates it. If it's just, hey, we don't want to offend anybody and we're like, it's going to suck. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, I think there are things to crowdsource. There's things not to crowdsource. Uh, this is the thing not to crowdsource. Um, I think... <laughs> It, it, you'd be better off forming a committee of maybe a couple of uh, U.S. Air Force veterans, a couple people from maybe our industry or the uniform industry or whatever, a couple designers, yeah. and go from there. Yeah. Uh, I happen to agree with you. You know, the problem is when you ask everybody for your opinion, you'll get them. Yeah. Um, you'll get all of them. And you'll get the guys like, well, I think there needs to be a bald eagle on every patch, on every back, every soldier. You can get all that. You're gonna get some weird stuff. Um, you'll end up pissing people off because why didn't you use my design? 
So I, I agree with you. I just wanted to bring that up. Do you have another topic for us, Kirby? That was a quick one. Yeah. So I'll make this, this is a quick one too, but I, I draw an analogy. So my oldest I like daughter, analogies. Yeah. So my oldest daughter, Skylar is, you know, she's performed on a cruise ship and yes. she's trying to, you know, her, that whole industry of entertainment sort of on hiatus, right? Well, certainly the cruise ship industry. I mean, yeah. who knows if that's even going to come back. Right. So she's trying to figure out what to do next. Right. Sure. And so she's thinking of going to LA and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well that, and again, we're in support of that, but our dance studio is open. Is the, is right. the state open? Right. Number one, like I'm trying to, as a parent, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm scared. But she and I had a conversation the other night where, you know, that industry is an industry mm. where you are waiting for other people to choose you. You go to yes. auditions. Yeah. You, you, you have to be in the right place. You're in constant direct judgment. Yes. Yes. But also like you don't, it, also no control. No. Right. Like, I mean, you control if you go, you work hard, you, you yeah, show you up. Can, yeah. You, you control you, if you practice and go to auditions, things like that. But other than that, it's out of your control because people might say, we want a brunette here, not a blonde. Yes. And that has 100% happened to her. Absolutely. Right? I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And so, but it, it, you know, she and I had the conversation where I'm like, okay, honey, as you get out there, one of the things, and you know, my default is how do you create content? Like do that. Right. And she, because she's worked here, has mm-hmm. the ability to edit video and stuff. And I'm like, yep. You need to put yourself in a position where you're the one who's casting. You're the yeah. one who's choreographing. You're the one who's creating the video and you get to choose. And I draw a very similar analogy to our industry right now. Mm-hmm. As like we've lived through this sort of strange contraction. Mm-hmm. I think there might be a lesson there for, you know, our friends in the promo industry to go, how do you put oh. yourself in a position where well, you get to choose? I, I think a lot of people have actually taken that lesson. If I, I, look I agree. Back, if I look back, let's, go, let's just say 12 months ago, it's an easy, easy look. I, I can count probably on one hand, the people who are producing consistent content um, at a high level. Right. Now that it seems like every time I turn around, you know, you and I, well, I'll be transparent. We've talked about, wow, are we getting as much traction on this podcast as we did on Unscripted? Um, it's, it's not the same podcast, but it's, it's the same people. And we talk about the same things and the same smart assery and the same fun <laughs> and all that. Um, and I think there's just so much out there now. I, I think what, you, you know, I think, I think our industry has taken that lesson that you have to put yourself out there if you want to be noticed. Um, it doesn't have to be everybody no. in, in the company to do that, but, but someone has to do it if you want to be noticed. And I love the fact that there's a ton of content in our industry. I, I, you know, I've been asked that. I'm sure you have too. Does it bother you? Because I, I was talking actually to Sandy about this the other day. I, I think Kirby and I are seen as like the godfathers of content marketing in our industry. And I said, you know, we, we, other people were doing it before we did it. I said, but I think Kirby and I really took it to a, a different, a different level, not maybe the next level, but a different level. Now you have everybody who's some of them are doing really cool, just amazing things that I look at and go, wow, I wish I thought of that. Yeah. And I look at some of the other ones and go, wow, I'm glad I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, I mean, your mileage may vary, but the, the key is to put yourself out there in an authentic way and you can't go wrong. So what I would say is for anybody in our industry and, and certainly for, for Jade, it's Jade or Skylar. Skylar. I'm sorry. Sorry, mm-hmm. Skylar. For Skylar, I think, you know, I've seen some of the videos she's put out. I'm friends with her on Facebook and I see him and, and she's an incredibly talented dancer. 
and you know the, the hard part is there's there's how many other people like Jade or, or Skylar who are just as talented, right? Or sure. Work just as hard. So I think doing something like that does help you stand out. And I look at the same thing for our industry. Yeah. Right. The, the more you put out there, the better you get. Um, I, I'm not going to name the podcast we're talking about, but I've seen the first one and I've seen like the 20th one and the growth is incredible. Yeah. Gosh, the first time Kirby and I podcasted, it was a train wreck. <laughs> yeah. So trust me, it gets better. And so I love seeing people do that because it is hard. It's not easy. It's yeah. not easy doing. It's not easy taking the time to prepare. It's not easy recording it. It's not easy doing all the graphics to make it look nice. It's not easy to hit the post button. It's not easy to sit there and go, why isn't anybody noticing what the hell we just did? I thought was we did something great. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Well, well, so I, I, I applaud the courage. Yeah, I think it's content, but I think it's, it's, it's an attitude of choosing yourself. Mm -hmm. right? Like whether, because it's funny, you went down the road of content and I know I brought that up, but it's also a matter of just going, look, uh, I think of some of the companies that have been started, yeah. you know, that people oh, are like, yeah. like, okay, I got displaced. Yeah. I'm going to take control of my own shit here and I'm going to start something. And I think that's, there's, there's content, there's that, but it's all a matter of going, I'm not waiting for someone to pick me. So I'm sorry. I just went on a three minute rant, not really answering your question. So no, let good. me, let me augment that. I agree. Taking control of your own destiny, given the circumstances might be content marketing. Yeah, it might. It might be starting a company. It might be leaving the industry that right. you've chosen for 18 years or whatever it is. It's easy to sit and hope things are going to change. That's why a lot of people sit there and hope things are going to change because yeah. it's super freaking easy to do. It's very hard. It's also not productive. No, it's not, but it feels, <laughs> but it feels good to hope. Yeah, right. Right. Um, and, and so it takes a lot of chutzpah. It takes a yeah. lot of onions to go out there and say, I'm going to do this. Um, and so, no, great, great point. I'm sorry. I missed the first. No, part no, it's it. good because content's a piece of it. Yeah. Right? Usually, like, yeah. Usually when I don't listen, I'm like not listening, but I really was listening that time. <laughs> so I screwed that up. All right, Kirby. I think we're at the time of the podcast where we're going to have a little fun. I guess that's for somebody else try. to decide. Yeah. This is the party in the back section of the mullet of all podcasts. Yep. We did promo up front. Kirby, what is your party in the back? All right. We're going to do like an either or, right? Okay. And it's going to be an entertainment themed either or. And okay. I thought, I thought of this at least five minutes ago. So oh, I wrote these fabulous. down. So it's going to be amazing. I have one question. Yes. Are there wrong answers? No, not really on this one. I mean, okay. the, the, again, the, the audience can decide. So this is, which would you prefer as an entertainment platform? And I always say the caveat of right now. For me to consume yep. said entertainment? Okay. Yep. yep. So, and that's why I, I say like right now, I kind of feel like you get to feel how you feel. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm fully prepared. Okay. Here we go. Would you, I know you're a giant music fan. So would you rather have a Zoom live music kind of concert or fantasy football? Oh, Zoom concert for days. Fairy tale football. <laughs> Aren't know, you in multiple leagues? That sounded very judgy, sir. <laughs> I get asked. I get asked to be in some leagues. And I say yes because I'm a nice person and I enjoy it. <laughs> but it, it changes the way I watch football. So Zoom concerts all day, every day. Okay, cool. Old school nin Nintendo or like current Madden? Oh, current Madden for days. Okay. Uh, spending time kind of relaxing sauna or massage. Oh. 
I guess I go massage. This is where it's one of those weird Bill Petrie things. I've never had a massage. I've never had a professional massage in my life. I don't know what that feels like. I, I, I think I've sat in a sauna. All I know is it's really hot and very, very humid. And I don't feel like sitting Guadalajara by choice. Yeah, yeah. you're sitting in a sauna right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Uh, people, it's funny, people who love massage, my wife is one of those. Like, that's yeah. the I've never been. I, I yeah. hear it's wonderful, but I'm kind of scared of this massage. I'm scared <laughs> I'm going to walk out of there feeling older than I already do on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. Read a book or listen to a book? Oh, read a book. I like... I like to be in a quiet room. When I read a book, I have to have absolute silence. I can't have the TV on, no music. I want absolute silence because I want to just absorb into that book. So if like there's a point that's being made, I can go back and read it. I can read it at my pace. Um, I find that if I listen to a book, I fall asleep. I just <laughs> hear the words and I close my eyes and fall asleep. So um, I don't love audiobooks for that reason. Um, on the road, I'll listen to them occasionally, but I really like sitting. That's disturbing. <laughs> if it makes you fall asleep. Well, you know. All right. Okay. Two more. Two more. Would you rather smoke meat or make an old fashioned? Oh man. So are you uh, are you doing your chef thing or your mixologist thing? That's a tough one because it depends on the time of day. <laughs> um, I'd say lately, I'd say smoke meat. I've really enjoyed during the pandemic really honing that skill and it's a skill it's an art uh, i just made a brisket this past weekend which is the best brisket i've ever made and i've ruined several briskets so i mean i take i can say that and take pride in that not like i'm some master barbecue guy but i've screwed up a brisket i mean I, i've served a brisket where we said hey let's go to sonic <laughs> and, and get something so i i was very proud of the you know i've, I've learned and so, so right now i'd say smoked meat just because i like the art and theater of it but man making it old-fashioned sounds really good right now especially doing this podcast with you <laughs> anytime you have to talk to me drinking sounds great right it does <laughs> okay final one would you rather eat the smoked meat or drink the old-fashioned drink the old fashioned for days. Um, it's funny because I'm around the smoker and when I smoke like the, the, uh, the brisket, that's a, that's a 10 to 12 hour smoke. And I love the smell of the smoke and I have to put in wood and all that. And sometimes the smoke gets in your face. So it's very intense. And what I find is when I eat the meal that night, I don't taste the smoke flavor very much because my senses are so desensitized from oh. all the, the theater of what I've been doing. Um, I actually find I enjoy it much better the next day. Plus, I'm usually snacking and I, I usually put little pieces of meat in the smoker and like take, you know, I, I do all sorts of Scooby snacks when I'm doing that. So drink the old fashioned. These days, it would be a, a spicy old fashioned with Miroquin uh, pepper syrup. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. You've, you've All right. no wrong answers. There are no wrong answers, but you know what's always right, Kirby. What's up, Bill? That'd be, if you're a distributor, that'd be partnering with our friends at CommonSkew. That's right, that cloud-based platform. We're going to make you streamline that workflow, connect with your team, and make you look so damn good in front of your clients. You want to grow your business. You want to grow it profitably. You want to grow it responsibly. Heck, why not both? Do it with CommonSkew. Trust me. Trust Kirby. Fine. Don't trust either one of us. Trust the hundreds of clients that they have. Trust the reputation they have. A lot of people have reputations that maybe aren't well-earned. Theirs is. Easy to work with. They care very deeply and passionately about your success. Trust me, 
take a take a good a good look at Comiskey. You're not going to be sorry you did. So head over to Comiskey.com for that. Kirby, let's end this podcast so you can find the best, absolute best invention of the past 150 years, air conditioning. Thank you so much for having the courage to do this podcast with me today in the heat. Thanks, man. That's right. From, oh, I'm from, from.